Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be worse. Welcome to the Life is Hard podcast, where we can fuck up anything. I have no idea what's going on in the news at all. I've been working like a dog, as the Beatles You'll be happy to hear that our primary suspect for Democratic candidate is just 35 hundredths of an inch short of six feet. Elizabeth Warren? No, Mr. Biden. Oh, he's still the primary suspect? Oh, my God. Yeah, he's still the... the, He's he's what? He's 35 hundredths hundredths? of an inch short of six feet. So, Wait a second now. If you round it to the nearest inch, he's six feet tall. How do, but how do we know He that? just had a physical. So he went to the doctor. Yeah, yeah, and this is important. They had to, they had to you know, publish well, yeah, his but, height because okay, we, so, we all need so, to know how tall he is in order to elect him. Yes, that's very crucial, very important. Well, we always, we always vote for the tallest candidate. Is he the tallest? I have no idea, but I suspect he may be because Bernie's kind of hunched over and... Elizabeth uh, uh, Warren's like five foot five foot three, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, and he's definitely taller than Buttigieg. I think even Warren is taller than Buttigieg. Uh, yeah, Buttigieg thinks he's tall, though. Cory Booker might be that tall or taller. Yeah, and um, and the billionaire guy is probably St- tall. Steyer, Steyer, whatever his mm, name is. Bloomberg is who I'm thinking of. Oh, I haven't seen him on the stage yet. No, he is not in the debates, but he spent, you know, twenty million dollars on advertising that he just Well, you can't tell how tall he is in advertising unless he's standing next to like a tree or something. Well no, you stand next to a, a stop ruler. Sign. A, 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 you have one of them measuring <laughs> things on the sticks. wall. Yeah, yardsticks <laughs> on the wall and stand by them. A, a really long measuring tape. <laughs> And you try to act totally natural. You're like you're like kind of shuffling up to the yardsticks, right? You're like getting close and going like, get that camera angle dead on here, you know? And and like, I'm not standing here by these yardsticks trying to show you how tall I am. That's not why I'm here. Yeah, you can totally fake that. You could like roll the measuring tape out to like ten feet and hold it at your head, but you know the camera only shows Mm -hmm. to the perspective, like the waist up. (laughs) Yeah, but so so thirty five hundredths yeah of an of an inch right so i'm willing to bet that i could go to the doctor twice in a row and get two separate measurements that are more than 35 one hundredths difference well the doctor generally doesn't have me take my shoes off and that would be an error of like an inch or so right so there's one and two is like it always depends on how you know tall you're standing that day or how Flat your feet are against the back of the thing. Okay. How accurate is your measuring tool? You know, like the thing they lay on your head. In in, I, in the interest yeah. in the interest of efficiency, they should check your height when you're going through TSA because they make you take your shoes off. And and can't they just like scan you now to tell how tall you are? Like with I'm the sure they I'm sure that would not be yeah, that would shit. be trivial if they wanted to do it. You know, I mean that's. Determining your height would be you know just having a little beam across your head, right? So I've just never considered that to be a determining factor in who I vote for. Yeah, I agree, but I'm also having issue with the fact that we're down to the to the hundredth. Yeah, that's insane. Of an inch, you know, they, like yeah. Do we really got to be that? Well, that implies crazy. that they actually are measuring it down to plus or minus a hundredth of an inch, which is 
they're not measuring it that accurately. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. What is the margin yeah. of error there? Like, come on. I mean, just say he's fucking six foot. You know, like, well, is somebody yeah. going to argue? No, he's... What the, the Republicans are going to put out an ad liar joe biden says he's six foot tall he's actually five <laughs> i could see five eleven point yeah. seven i do know that i am not prepared for 2020 i do not want to deal with 2020 at all either skip it or postpone it or something because i'm not ready given all the bullshit we've been through in the past couple months and what we're going to be going through in 2020 it's just like oh my god we need a break yeah, we're not getting a break anytime soon. We got a year of this stuff left. I know. I know. It's insane. Um, I'm, I'm not ready for it. But so just changing topic completely. Uh, yeah, though, let's even get out we of could, this stuff. Even but though no, we, could, yeah. we could definitely go on with that for a while. We there's, could, but let's not. There's a company called Standard Toilet that has come up with... Oh, yeah. With, I yeah. know Standard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've come up they're, with... An, they're the standard of toilets. Well, actually, they're going to be the new standard because they've come up with a new toilet they call the standard toilet. Sounds very <laughs> familiar, doesn't it? But okay. it seems like deja vu. Like, didn't I just say standard toilet? Yes, the name of the company, too. But anyway, so here's the, here's the catch on this toilet is um, your employer thinks you're spending too much time on the toilet, you know, checking your Twitter feed or whatever it is oh, you're doing in there. Jesus so they've Christ. developed this toilet that has a 13 degree downward tilt in the front. And so it actually, after sitting on it for five minutes, it becomes painful to sit on. Your legs start to hurt because it's like a weird angle. And I'm guessing they're installing these in corporate offices. Absolutely. Everywhere, every employer is <laughs> buying these things oh, because the capitalists have said, God damn it, these employees aren't working hard enough. I am not paying you to shit. <laughs> I'm wondering why they didn't go all the way. I mean, they stopped short of, you know, they should have had like a little alarm that goes off 30 seconds before the limit. And then and then if you stay on there longer than that, it tases you or something. Right. Just have an eject button. Yeah. <laughs> it just <laughs> rises right up out of the toilet. Why bother with just making you uncomfortable? <laughs> and then on Twitter, somebody proposed a GoFundMe for a new device he's going to develop that's essentially a thing you carry in your pocket that you put under the toilet seat that props it up so you can sit flat again. Why don't they just make your desk chair a toilet, and then you don't even have to get up to go to the bathroom? Exactly. You just you sit can... there with your pants off at your cubicle, typing on your computer. Because and, you're going to waste. And poop whenever you want. If you spend five minutes on the toilet, and it takes you a minute to get there and a minute to get back, that's seven minutes you could save. That's right. Don't forget washing your hands. That should take at least 20 seconds of actual washing, not but, to mention drying and all that But you're that not going to have to wash your hands if you're just sitting on the toilet all day because you don't have to touch your ass. You just... I mean, at right. the end of the day, at the end of the day, you wipe After your ass. After you've when clocked you're... out, uh, you don't, don't even wipe <laughs> don't your wipe ass on the, yeah, uh, don't until wipe you on clock, clock out, buddy. Well, partly because you don't want to clock out with that those nasty hands. So And, and whatever toilet paper you use will be charged against your paycheck. I would bring my own toilet paper anyway. I wouldn't trust their toilet paper. <laughs> well, it's so, so what happens if you're like a construction worker or a truck driver? Oh. What oh. if you're the what if you're oh. the UPS guy? Oh, they, they actually said put those. like a toilet, you know, and where you're driving? Well, well, that's if you take it to that extreme, but they actually said that a lot of uh, convenience stores and stuff are buying these toilets also. That makes sense. That I would buy, right? Because now you don't have employees using the restroom, but you have customers. Uh, well, sometimes customers, sometimes just people on vacation or 
not buying anything or whatever. Who well, knows what people pe- are doing in people there? People might be using your Wi-Fi. They might be sitting in there on the toilet just using your Wi-Fi. Well, or in in reality, they could be scratching crap on the wall, you know, like call Jenny, 8675309. While they sit on the loop? Yeah. Oh, you, man. You're kidding, right? I mean, you've seen that stuff on the wall. I've seen it on the wall, but I didn't know they were sitting there while they were doing it. I thought they were, oh, that's crazy. Really? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess they could just walk in there to, I've got really, I can't forget this number. What's the number? Let me write it down. I'm going to run into the bathroom and write it down. Well. Just in case I forget. I always figured they wrote it there at eye level just so I would see it. I didn't think they wrote it there because it was convenient. Hmm. Now it'll be 13 degrees lower. Ah. So the Hallmark, and everybody's heard about this if they've been paying attention to the news at all, but the Hallmark Channel. Which leaves me out. Yeah, the Hallmark Channel had a Zolo ad. Is, is it Zolo? Zolo or Zola? Are you talking about Zola? Zola? Let me check. One. It's uh, I've got Zolo in my notes. It might be. Oh, Zola. I think it's Zola because they like they're the wedding planner people. Yeah, exactly. Who planned your wedding? Zola. I like Zolo better. Uh, they can whatever. call it whatever they want, but I'm, I'm okay. I'm just gonna call it anyway. So they um, so there was a Zola ad that um, was that featured lesbian wedding and the two women, two brides kissed. By the way, that's awesome. That, that's, Are they two brides? Well, we're going to have to work on that because normally you have, like, refer to the bride and the groom, right? And yeah. so so you can't have the bride and the bride. We're going to have to have, like, bride A and bride B or some, how would you do that? Well, yeah, but are they both brides, really? Isn't one of them technically the groom? I don't, I had never heard don't that. They have to, don't they have to be that way? I now pronounce you groom and and bride. No, I don't. Know. I don't know. I have I no pronounce idea. Pronounce you wife and wife. I have never had a wedding. I've had three, but none like that. <laughs> yeah, there would have been no question about your weddings. I mean, well, I mean, I'm sure there were some questions, but yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so so Hallmark had to pull the ad, and uh, well, they pulled the ad because some right wing group complained. Some, you know, I, I don't, don't want to name a group because you know, like the Heritage Fund or something. Because I'm I'm probably naming the wrong group, so I probably right. shouldn't name anybody. You never know; they're not all as bad. Some are some, some are worse. Some than Bible thumping lesbians are against God. Yeah, group. focus on the family or some shit like that, right? I mean, I don't, I don't, again, I don't know if it was them, so don't go burn their house down. I don't know. But anyway, um, somebody complained. I'm not in that business. And Hallmark immediately uh, responded and pulled the Zola, that, just that one ad, not all the Zola ads. But then Zola turned around and pulled all their ads. They said, fuck you. If you're not going to run that ad, we're not going to run any ads. Yeah, I don't blame them. And that's bullshit. Hallmark should have done better. You'd think. Well, then all of a sudden, all the celebrities and all the uh, you know the the more left wing think tanks and the civil rights people and the uh, ACLU and all these people rise up and say, "What are you doing? Like, you can't discriminate against this ad because it's two women, right? I mean, that's just stupid." And right. Hallmark, you know, immediately capitulated and said, "Oh, okay." And Zola said, "We're not putting our ads back." But to be fair, I, mean, I don't you, blame them. I, I'm actually liking Zola better now. And that's and that's Zola. the thing is this is a triple win for Zola because first of all, they were like the victim, right? Then they are the good guys because they pull all their ads and say, we're going to stand on principle. And now they've got all this free advertising 
I mean, this is this is getting playtime on SNL, on all the late night shows. Everybody's talking about it on so, the Life Is Hard podcast. The Life Is Hard podcast. Look, yeah. you can't you can't buy this kind of advertising. Well, it's true, and so literally. <laughs> so I mean, we might post this podcast in like six months, so they'll get a boost in their hey sales. Now. Okay, fine. I'm trying. They'll get a boost in their sales. Like, like the point is, why bother putting your ads back? I mean, there's two reasons not to put your ad back. One, you could say, well, you you know, you are assholes, so we're not going to advertise on your channel. But you could also be like, we don't need to advertise for a month or so. We're good now. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Everybody knows who we are. I I have not seen much news or whatever, but I do run across the occasional commercial while streaming something or whatever. And there's an ad, it's Capital One, I think, and there's a lady, and she's like, oh, I'm, you know, so-and-so, da-da-da, and I use the Capital One card or whatever, and you, and you get the impression that she's, like, started this business from her kitchen table or something, right? Yeah. But they get 2% cash back, right? And she's got, I got $115,000 cash back on my Capital One card, <laughs> which... Which, which, which doubled our marketing budget. Oh my and, and, god! And so I did the math, although it's crude math, so it's not exact. But yeah, well, you just divide by two percent. She would have had to have spent about five and a half million dollars on the Capital One card right. to get one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars cash back. That's not some lady sitting at her fucking kitchen table running a business. No, not that I'm aware of. If she, if it is, I want to meet her and I want to marry her, even if it's a, yeah. Yeah, or she's you know sitting at the kitchen table baking crystal meth or something. She can she can hire Zola to plan our wedding. She can pay for it, and you know you could have two brides, ruffle yeah. everybody's feathers. But on a more serious note, I don't want to be rich. I I have I had a friend. What? I, no, no. I had a, I had a friend who he's not rich. Okay, I mean I, when I say rich, I usually mean like you know a mini multimillionaire. Obscenely. Because Rich. well nowadays anybody I mean my brother's worth over a million dollars it's that's not hard to do because if you have a business if you have you know five ten employees and any assets a million dollars isn't that much anymore. Oh well, um, yeah, it's like the uh, Austin Powers right, Doctor Evil one million dollars and they all yeah. laugh at him. They're like, uh, yeah, dude, dude, <laughs> and that was what in like the nineties. Yeah. Yeah, depreciated 2% a year compounded, so it'd be down to like, you know, 600,000. Anyway, which so is you, which is a nice house anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, but but I have a friend who who, you know, used to be a lot of fun and he started a business and he got really busy, he was very successful. Made lots of money and, you know, bought a big house and bought some more land next to the house and, you know, has a brand new pickup and probably a couple more vehicles. And he just he just has a lot of stuff. And, of course, he has a lot of debt. But but the thing is that he's making tons of money. You know, he's in the easy six figures uh, and, and he's got, you know, like, I don't know, five employees and they're all making him money. So he has become a jerk. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yeah. He he just has no respect for other people's time. Are you are you afraid that if you become rich, you'll become a jerk? I don't think that would happen. I, I don't know. I I just think that if you are the guy who's going to play the system to your benefit to the point where you get rich, let's say I was making two hundred thousand dollars a year income, and I had a million dollars in the bank, which is not a lot of money. We said that's not really a ton of money, but I got a million dollars in the bank. I'm making two hundred thousand dollars a year. Um. And my cost of living is, you know, 50000 a year. 
And so I've got $150,000 a year I can put in the bank. And, and I've already got a million dollars in the bank. And someone comes to me and says, hey, um, I'm really short this month and I need insulin or I'm going to be, you know, in dire straits and my kid needs milk and I can't afford either one and, you know, the rent is due. Can you spare a couple of bucks? And I say, no, no, I can't. Okay, that's not me. I'm not going to do that. And if I do, then I've changed. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's, Yeah, it's, but it's, I, don't, I don't believe that you would do that even if you had all that money. No, but, but you can't keep the money. You see what I'm saying? At some point, you're giving it away as fast as you make it because you don't need any more. So I you're would, saying that by definition, anybody who is rich over a sustained period of time is an asshole. Let's use an analogy here. Let's say that money is food, okay? Well, I mean, I'm inclined to agree with that statement. Yeah, I mean, let's, say, say, that, no, let's say that ahead. we're in a room with a bunch of tables, and everybody has their own table, and then there's like a, a community table where you can go to and you can take food from that community table and take it back to your table. Once you take it back to your table, it's yours, and you get to decide what happens to it. And, okay. you, go, and you just keep going to the community table, taking more and more food and stockpiling at your table. And you look around, and there's other people that like don't have any or have very little, and they're about to run out. And you're sitting on this stockpile, and you're going, I'm okay with this. I'm okay right. with me sitting on a billion dollars in the bank. Well, I earned it. They had just as much opportunity to go to the tables. Exactly. Did. I made more trips to the table. They were talking and, and, and not paying attention. And I was going back and forth, back and forth. The, the point is you didn't. And even if you did, what is the point of holding on to resources that other people need to survive, letting them die or letting them starve or letting them suffer when you've got more money than you could possibly spend in your lifetime? See, I oh, can't. That, that's easy. I can solve that for you. The point is, I win. That's the point. Yeah, and I, I don't. I can't, see. I, there's there's two things that would happen if I were to get rich like that. I would either have to have changed in order to get rich. I would have to change my priorities. I'd have to have said that the money is more important than the people that I care about. And I pretty much care about everybody, and it's, it's a problem. But but I think that's part of being poor. I really do. I think part of being poor is. We're all in this together. Poor people are all struggling, and we know what it's like to struggle, and we know that when somebody helped us out, it really fucking mattered, so we want to help other people out. But I would either have to change from that person to somebody who didn't care about people but only cared about numbers and piling up money and going, wow, look, I've got more money today than I had yesterday. Or I couldn't do it. It's one of the two. I, I would simply reach a certain point where I decided I had all the security that I needed, I'm like, I have a nice house, I have what I need, and I have enough money in the bank to live on for the rest of my life. I don't need any more. And at that point, I would be just redistributing my wealth. There'd be no point in accumulating anymore. But the thing is, you don't get there without having a certain coldness in your heart and saying, you know, yeah, I'm making six figures a year, and I'm, I've got 10 employees working for me, and they're working their butts off, and they're starving, and, or they can barely make their rent. Or one got evicted because you know they they had to choose between rent or medicine or something, and uh, and I'm like, but that's okay because I deserve to make you know five hundred thousand a year because well, I that's run- exactly why our system is so convoluted. I mean, because anybody who has that kind of money is exploiting 
someone or something, and usually many someones and many somethings, resources, people, whatever they are. They're unscrupulous, you know, because like you just pointed out, you don't get there being a caring, normal person. No, I don't think uh, so. I mean, someone uh, can put I me totally wrong. Agree. If, well, yeah. uh, unless you win the lottery, right? That's different. You didn't necessarily screw anybody over to get that. Right, but, but, once you, but once you get that, then what are you going to do about it? Well, most people that win the lottery end up going bankrupt. Right. Not most, but a lot it. of them do. Yeah, Well, or they give it away. I mean, people start lining up at their door. They're like, I heard you won the lottery. I just need $1,000 to get through this month. You know, And you think, well, I've got $400 million. What's a thousand? And I total, I, I kind of agree with that, but I would make sure that I left myself enough money when it was all said and done. I, I would be selfish enough to at least hang on to enough to have some. Right. Well, I mean, security. you implement the plan that we've even talked about on the podcast many times where you put X amount in the bank, you live off the interest modestly. And now we you can put it in the trust in South Dakota. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and if you do that, nobody can touch it. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So there. Um, what was that called? It's the trust in perpetuity, but that's not the. Yeah, it's, it's just the idea that South Dakota allows you to have a trust that you are the beneficiary of, which is totally weird. Normally, that's illegal with a trust. You can't. A trust has to be that someone else is the beneficiary. Oh, in other, yeah, okay. South Dakota has the greatest trust laws in the world. So I trust um, them. Uh, but but one more thing that's from the news because this is actually a good thing, kind of. I don't know. I don't. Maybe maybe there's a bad way to spin this, but I don't see it just yet. I'll find it. So Go ahead. I'm <laughs> so, up for the challenge. Um, Give it to me. I want to name the city, but some city had passed a had been arresting um, homeless people. You know, they basically had laws on the books where they could put you in jail or fine you for being for camping. You know, outside um, in a non-designated area. But anyway, the, the thing is that the, the state had, uh, had said they couldn't do that. And it went to the, to the federal court and the, uh, district court said they struck down the, the, the city law. So they said, you can't put people in jail. You, you can't put people in jail or fine people for being homeless, period. And, um, the Supreme court was asked to hear the appeal and the Supreme court refused to hear the appeal, which means that the district court ruling stands, and there are cities all over the country who are like, ah, oh, shit, because now it is illegal to fine or jail someone for being homeless. Well, that's good. Something bad will come of it. Mm, let me think. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just saying. No, it is good. It's a good, it's hopeful. To me, it's hopeful. At least they didn't say, oh, yeah, go ahead, you know, lock them up or, or, or bulldoze them out of town or whatever. Can they, can they run them off of where they're at? You know, I, I'm not clear on that. Since they can't criminalize them, I don't think they can really do anything to them because they're citizens with rights, right? But I don't know. I'm not. I'm not absolutely. Yeah, but they might be able to move them from certain places. They they might be able to say it's not a crime to be homeless, but you can't do it here. Go over there. Well, well, for anyone who's about to jump on the homeless thing and say those people just need to get a job or they need to uh, to get you know get off of drugs or whatever, um, there are those. There are those who don't want to work or are using drugs. However, there are a lot of people in these cities that we're talking about mostly have a huge problem with uh, how unav- you know lack of available housing and really expensive housing. A lot of these people are actually homeless and working and making yeah. more money than I do, but can't afford can't afford an apartment. Or can't find an apartment, um, right? And and plus the entry barrier. A lot of times, if you could get over the wall of the first month or the entry to the living quarters, be it an apartment or house or whatever, you can do the monthly part. 
It's just that first wall is so insurmountable that it's near impossible, you know, because even if you're working and you're homeless, it's hard to save money because you're spending money on rides or you're spending money on food or... Oh, you might have medications that you require. Um, right. There's all, all kinds of things. I mean, in this in this country, uh, nothing is a right. So you could have to spend money on things that people don't even think you should have to spend money on. But this all, to me, goes back to the oligarchy and the fact that rich people don't give a fuck about poor people because this housing crisis is one of the people who have money. And anybody who wants to deny this, you can't deny this. The statistics are really obvious. Like the top 650 people in this country control more wealth than the bottom, you know, like 50%. And once you control that amount of wealth, you start buying up real estate. Real estate's a great investment. Now you can start raising rents. Once the rich people control the real estate, it just comes down to how much money they want to make. And of course, they're greedy motherfuckers. And their their goal is to get as much money as they can from whatever property they have. They hire people just to do that. They're not even involved. I mean, you can't say that this, you know, Warren Buffett's raising your rent. No, he doesn't even know he owns that fucking building. But he's right. paying somebody to make as much money as they can get out of that building because that's their job. That's what they were hired to do. And And basically, you know, there's no excuse for the housing prices being what they are in this country. They're going up way faster than inflation and wages. And I don't mean a little bit. I mean way faster. People are are basically getting pushed out of their homes because the rents are going up so fast and they're just finding that they can't afford to live where they used to live. And then when they go looking for something that's less expensive, it doesn't exist. Or if it does, you know, it's just not available. Or it's a tent city, you know, um, where they're about to arrest you for, for tr- just trying to find a place to live. Um, it's, this is insane. This is just insane. I, I really can't believe if, if you just said 30 years ago, we'd be talking about this and that this would be the conditions I would have laughed because this is America. We have all this wealth in America. We have all these wealthy people. We have people living in 6,000 square foot homes. We have single people like me living in their own home with, you know, way more space than they need. And I know, you know, a lot of people wouldn't think I'm rich and I'm not. But by third world standards, I'm fucking wealthy as hell. And I'm on the poor end of the spectrum. And yet we have all this wealth and we have all these people who can't find a place to live, can't afford a place to live. This is completely unacceptable. And to bring it all the way around, this is exactly why you can't have just two candidates picked by the Democratic <laughs> by the National Convention in the back yeah. room because they're going to give you Biden and Buttigieg. Nothing's going to change. Yeah. You you got to have your Sanders, your Warren, your Gabbard, your Yang, people who are going like bullshit. Every American deserves a living wage. Healthcare is a right. Education should be free. I mean, these kind of things. You're not going to get that if you have two candidates picked in a smoke-filled room in the back. I, I don't have that much faith. I agree. I think we need a different system. I don't think the answer is to go back to the old way of doing it where, like you said, it's done in a you know, smoke-filled room somewhere that nobody knows about. No, I, I think there needs to be a way, though, of vetting candidates so that we don't get a Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump is going to happen again. And whether it be a Democrat or Republican, we can't have inept leaders. We need leaders who are qualified to lead. We somehow we need to to say, hey, we know this guy's not qualified and we're not going I don't care how fucking popular he is. I don't care what what kind of snake oil he's selling. We know he can't do the job. 
I don't care if you have to give them a fucking reading test. I mean, there's got to be something that says this person has to be competent. Right. Well, and I'm sure Donald Trump supporters will hate me when I say it, but he is a motherfucking incompetent, selfish, narcissistic asshole who cannot understand anything that doesn't somehow benefit him. Maybe well, that should just be the test. Are you of sound mind? Yes. Okay, you can run. Life is well, one hard. thing is clear from all this, and that is that life is hard, and it's life probably, unless you're one of the 1% or the 0.1%, life is going to get harder. So hard. brace yourself. I don't think 2020 is going to be a good worse. year. I'm not looking forward life to it. We will find out. Yeah. Stay worse. tuned for the next episode. Life is hard. Of the Life is Hard podcast. Life is hard. But it could be worse. 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 Life is hard. But it could be worse.